You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Yeah, Nicole, I'm gonna love this, you know. Pool party. If I even the beach, me have to reach the summertime. Ha, ha. Hey, every man say, Papi, come along. Go feel your sun tanning at the summer sun. If you want to reach and go back home, go feel your umbrella at the sun above. <laughs> the young girl, them a bring it on. In a bikini, them in a pretty tongue. You know, for shy girl, bring it come. If you have a fool, fool man, get it on. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Did you guys hear me slink down to the ground while I said that? No, what's going on? Your mic's making weird noises, but you know. That's, that's par for the course. I might try, like last episode, I might dismantle it and put it back together while we're recording for the best sound. Um, Pat likes to knock things. You ever see like there's a there's a cat that stand up thing bumping mics. Oh sure, yes. So everything Pat says, yeah, he, he bumps the mic to something else. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm like the the vines of cats knocking things off of off the of counters. Um, yeah, like animals being assholes, whatever it's called. Yeah. So that's really uh, funny. I am I, I've been sick for like three days, and uh, now I, I everybody what uh, Tom there's a is it a hot water music song? That's like, or is it, it's a Gainesville, Gainesville band. Maybe it's a uh, against me. Who has the song like tonight? We're giving it 43% or something like that. Is that hot water music? Anyway, point is, <laughs> no, that's me. I'm giving, I'm giving this 45%. You guys are going to have to push me the rest of the way up the hill. Cause I'm, I'm a, so is this different? How's this different than any other time? <laughs> 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 Wait, Sheesh. break break out an NBA comparison. Who's carrying the t- who's has got to carry? Oh, the- damn! I All mean, right, Bob we'll- is Giannis. Okay, and Tom, you get to be Middleton, Chris Middleton. for sure. Pat's Patrick, like- Bobby Portis, crazy eyes, crazy maybe, but Bobby Portis broke somebody's orbital. I don't think yeah, Pat's got that. Is Pat Pat Connaughton? Maybe his but dad would respect his game. <laughs> it's true. This you know. I mean, okay. if it was like too much, let's say, let's say if this was the Nets, like Bob would oh, yeah. be obviously be Durant. Uh-huh. I'd Ooh, who are you? Harden or Harden. Kyrie. Okay. And oh, Pat's Kyrie. Well, I, you know, I was gonna he's too good. Joe Harris. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I was trying to think of one of the weird lesser Nets. Like is Pat uh, LaMarcus Aldridge who had to retire like seven games into his Nets career? Oh, right. Or he's like he he's. Well, he's the opposite of uh, of Griffin. Yeah, who could a nice little story, right? Right, but like he's the opposite. So like he's 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 Detroit Griffin for us. Oh. He's Nets Griffin for worst possible timeline. Oh, ooh. Like he stepped it up. And what is in Drug Church? Is he uh, Clippers Griffin early? Yeah, he's Lob City. Yeah, dunking on people. All right. Yeah, exactly. I think he's Af- and self defense. He's maybe. Uh, He's Saturday Night Live, Blake Griffin. Wow. Right, like I'm dating a Kardashian Griffin. And wow. do, doing weird things. Some people think it's really funny. Some people don't, but it's all good. <laughs> um, a shout out to uh, your your NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. Shout out Knox. Uh, I don't know if he's from Milwaukee or anything, but he, he likes the upper Midwest. So, Knox, you should be a uh, Bucks fan. Um, Bob, let me ask you a question about that. Let's go. Maybe I'm cranky. Okay. Go in. But there's nothing more in the world that annoy. That, well, no, there's tons of things that annoy me. 
but I can stand the the sixty five thousand people outside of a gym outside of the arena stadium. Okay, vibe like Toronto had that when the Raptors were doing it at Jurassic Park. Yeah, and like the Milwaukee, like I couldn't the Deer District. Yeah, there'd be like eighteen people outside of MSG, and they were just there because like the Long Island Railroad canceled the train. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Okay, it infuriates me because I feel like ah, you're all fake. It's a so I will say this. I looked at a friend friend of the podcast. Andy is in Milwaukee this week. I looked and said, oh, he's there. He's there for work. You know what? If I got one of these $200 round trip tickets, wouldn't be wouldn't be too sad to go to another finals game. Haven't yeah. been in a while. I went to Lakers Celtics finals in 08. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, four and change to get into the literal last row of the building. Um, Damn. So whatever, but worth worth every cent. Worth every cent, you know, just people paying money for live events. Just do it. It doesn't matter, especially if it's something you're excited about. You'll never regret the money you spent. Well, no, maybe you you're will, gonna but, you'll waste that on some other bullshit. Yeah, yeah, you'll spend it on fucking pizza. So, yeah. So I looked at it. and I was like, all right, well, let me see what tickets would be to game six in Milwaukee for this Buck Suns game. Tom standing room only. Guess. Standing, standing room, only. room only. Game six. Uh, it's got to be like I bet you it's like thirteen hundred dollars or something. Yep, right around there. Yep, it was like I think the cheapest I think I saw I could get into standing room for around eleven hundred. You want to see it? It was around fifteen. So the sixty five thousand people outside said friend Andy who was in Milwaukee. At first I was like, oh, you you might want to go check that out. It's kind of like seems like a lively scene. And then, then I was showing a picture. He's like, "Oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of people." So, Patrick, there were sixty five thousand people outside the arena, and like seventeen thousand inside. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I just hate seeing people having fun. I don't yeah, know. I feel that. <laughs> like I, I mean, I love the Mets, but if like I went to a, like a Met World Series game and it was like Game Seven and they were winning, and it was like fifty thousand people outside of it, go the fuck home, watch on TV. Yo, maybe, but yo, what if it's a Game Seven? At City Field, Mets win, and there's how, how what City Field? 20K? 20, 30K? No, it's like 45. 45. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. It's a bigger stadium. Okay. 45K, and there's another 50K outside. And think about how to get on the seven train. I was just thinking, oh, you're right. There, there, there would be an annoyance there. You're right. I don't think Milwaukee has those sort of infrastructure no, problems. No, but being like, oh, cool, they're running a seven train every 10 minutes. I'll, I'll get home in three days. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're better off walking. Yeah, um, so I just I don't know. I, it feels very. It feels so like. Strange I also think one of the locals told told Andy that yeah, it 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 is cool. It will take you two hours to get back to the hotel, which was like four miles from there. So he's like, uh, I'm good on that. So um, I agree. Large large attendance things. It's tough. It's it's not that different than a football stadium, except that they're sort of built to do that. You know, you go to a game in the Meadowlands. It's like 70, 80 k. Right. They have getting like, out of there trains like ready to roll and and getting out of there of the parking lots. It's still not fun. It's still a hassle. No, so. they've improved it over the years. Mm-hmm. I yeah. remember like Shea Stadium as a kid. Like, you know, when the Mets were great in, like, the 80s and stuff, it was, yeah. like, trying to get out of there. It was, like, oh, cool. It's, like, an hour and a half just to get to, like, Roosevelt Avenue. Like, awesome. Oh, oh, oh. But now I feel like they have, like, they've they've 
improved it. Like the they city planners have figured it out. From for sure, for sure. Yo, speaking of city planners, oh. welcome to sports guys. Yeah, um, I want to say big shout outs to our sponsors, Death Wish Inc., Run for Cover Records, <laughs> and the two that we're going to look at today very closely: Closed Casket Activities and To Live a Lie. Guys, we're going to start with To Live a Lie because it's a little quick. Uh, as I'm doing this, the web store is down, which means even more so I want people to go and buy stuff from them. If the web store is down, though, Patrick, as somebody who is a music streamer, futurist, et cetera, et cetera, not a Luddite, what's a good way to support digital music and labels that isn't buying stuff from a web store? Uh, I mean, look, nobody loves you go to SoundCloud. You, yeah, you no, no, to nobody loves my eight. take on this, which is that I think MP3s are cool, and that I still think Bandcamp is lit. Uh, I, I mean, I guess everybody thinks Bandcamp is lit, but that's where we're going. But everybody uses, go to Bandcamp. Here's the thing: everybody uses it as just another streamer, and, and it's just like the more obscure streamer. Let me hear the thing that what like uh, is being curated by the label directly, et cetera, et cetera, which is all mm-hmm. cool. But I'm still that fool that's paying for the MP3s, and I urge you to join me. So today, we are buying some MP3s. Um, We all have our favorites with To Live a Lie, so you're going to go to music.toliveali.com, which is a nice, fancy way. I like the presentation of their band camp. For now, though, we're going to go here, and we're going to do the random pick game. Um, Patrick, pick a row between 1 and 10. Nine. Make it one in 15. I don't care. Nine. You're going to go nine? Let's do nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The best part of the podcast. Uh, pick <laughs> one between one and four. One. Okay. You are... Ooh, this is a really good one. This is the um, the ugly LP entitled Betrayal. Uh, I seem to remember this record. Very hard... But like this isn't pure fast core. This is like a real mixer. Um, I think it's a cool record by a band who honestly might appeal to people who typically don't put themselves in the to live a lie, fast core, grind core world. Give this record a try. I, I think this is a kind of cool LP. Tom, you're up now. Uh, pick a row between one and 20. I'm going to go 17 for Keith Hernandez. Oh, boy. All right. Sorry. All right. There's, there's <laughs> Let's vamp while Pat. 13, 14, <laughs> 15, 16, 17. I'm there. I'm there. Okay. Boom. Row 17 between one and four. Four for Lenny Dykstra. Ooh, I love the sports thing today. All right. You are getting The Undeserving by God's America. Completely unfamiliar. Yeah. But I'm looking at this. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. First song, 36 seconds, 27, 50, minute 20, 55, minute 19, 23, 48. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I'm fascinated by this and I like the band's name, God's America. Yeah. So check this out. The Undeserving by God's America. I'm going to listen to this and we'll talk about it next time we talk about To Live a Lie. And uh, my recommendation, just on a personal one, I'm going to pick row one, two, three, four, five, row five, and number four, which is the gel self-titled seven inch. They have a new seven inch out on Atomic Action. This record's fucking great. So check that out. Tolivealie.com. This is the band cap, camp music to dot tolivealie.com. Yeah. <sighs> Guys, with all that music listening, though, 
The sun is out. It has been hot. Have either of you stood in the sun in the last few days? Yeah, I made a critical no. critical mistake. And I, when I was really sick, I said... Uh-huh. Walked around talking to your phone? Yeah, I, I, exactly. <laughs> I, I made a critical mistake being like, what do you guys think about the vaccine? Oh, it, I'm going to go to fucking Whole Foods. Tom you, Tom, you don't deal with this like I do. You, you, you don't... Oh, please tell me what I don't do. You don't you don't uh, say things all day and then get in the shower later and go, oh, shit, I got like 40 messages. Why did I say anything today? You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking when I'm in the shower. I, I, I every night it's like I get sober in the shower from like talking to people where I go, oh, no, I talk to people. Right, is 20 is 2022 going to be the year of smooth brain, Patrick? I hope to God for the love of God. I Jesus. hope to God. The other day, I was like, I was like, oh, I gotta, I really gotta wake these people up on this. And, and then I, in the shower, I was like, oh, am I an idiot? I was like, what am I? What the? F- who the fuck gives a fuck? And you're not really mad at Bezos, <laughs> yo. You want to hear the? There's <laughs> no more trick it. There's no more unpopular take on this planet than, hey, everybody, blame your lawmakers rather than private citizens for your misfortunes. People fucking hate it. <laughs> that's like one of the only things you've ever said that i go yeah he's right <laughs> no you were on with that you know pe- you, you think he's wrong no no he was on with that i was yeah i, was, I, have to, I was like he's making sense no oh, thank you <laughs> they're only the fucking i mean bezos is all these dudes are scum, and you know these folks are scumbags but like they're playing with the rules that they've been dealt yeah if, if, if you change the rules like they're not going to give you twenty five million dollars. Like they're not just going to do that. No, uh, you like, people act as if he took twenty five billion. Like, like he's like you know like your old man like pulling out his fucking you know his money clip and being like <laughs> like licking his thumb and being like, yeah, it's twenty five billion. But b- build some housing. I mean, I also find it hard to believe that twenty five billion dollars would be enough to house everybody. So that doesn't sound fiscally possible well it's well, also here, hold on. fiscally and physically hold on let's let's talk about this um th- this is an interesting question because you're 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 not wrong and you're wrong but let's say 25 billion right okay with yeah. a big b that's the big big oh can't even divide you can't even do it on here let me go to the big calculator hold on um <laughs> because the way to do it you can't not everywhere is going to be us but what what's the Let's guess the av- margin, uh, the average average home price in the United States. Yo, uh, it, let's talk about that real quick. Do you want to guess? Let's guess. Let's guess. United States average home price. I'm gonna say uh, two hundred eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say two fifty. Wow, uh, Patrick, as a non homeowner, two hundred eighty seven thousand. Wow, Jesus. Yeah, he, he's been studying. Okay, twenty five billion um, in. New York City, uh, two hundred eighty-seven thousand gets you um, a studio apartment in Sunnyside, Queens. Like, yeah, and maybe, maybe like deeper, further out. Like, that's not a lot. So that's you're not buying a house in New York. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, like, twenty-five, two hundred eighty-seven thousand is getting you uh, a train ticket on Metro North one way, <laughs> uh, as far as you can go, and then maybe you can afford something in the sticks. All right, so there's a billion. All right, I need one more. I need two more zeros. Okay, let me divide that up. Um, how many Americans? Three hundred fifty million. Yeah, but it's hard to right, tell you somewhere. which. How many of those are adults? So uh, it's fine because a lot of those people would be under the same roof. All right, if we did 
Yeah, it wouldn't work. You're right. Um, we could pay everyone seven hundred and fourteen dollars, twenty five trillion, but that's that doesn't totally work. But anyways, right. I'm um, just thinking about like if they're building like you know supportive housing for people that actually mm-hmm. need support and not just yeah. Here's a house. Take care of it. Right. Yep. You know, it's those those buildings are fucking expensive. It, yeah. No you know doubt. I mean? Like ha- have like a you know an apartment building say in Manhattan that can house folks that need that ongoing support. Couple, you know, it's probably five million dollars. I mean, you know, like let alone upkeep and let alone doing it. I mean, yes, those things. Right, even never mind. Even that building in Tulsa is is more than yeah. we're, we're given the and, right. And Chicago to. needs that. Miami needs that. And LA needs ten of them. And then yeah. you know, it's like so. And, and to my point, when it comes down to lawmakers, is at least in Los Angeles, what we're witnessing is a, a fine amount of money entering the system for these programs. However, all of the contracts go to uh, firms that pretty much squander this money and in more than one instance built it took it took entitlements to build homes for the homeless then failed to do so and now owning the land sold it back to themselves so it, <laughs> the, the point it, that seems illegal it, yeah, that's the thing though is that it's illegal like everything because which they is, made the rules if, yeah. if there's only an appetite <laughs> to prosecute you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, yeah. I just get very frustrated with people that like, I think it's totally acceptable to hate these billionaires if that's where your head's at. But I don't think it's, I think it's totally misguided to look at Bezos and, and Musk. It's like, yo, there's, there's 2,500 and change billionaires in the world. And if you think that yep. these two guys are the worst offenders out there, even you're confused. (laughs) So like worry about the circumstance that creates these, what you would call incredibly inequitable and lopsided and unhealthy inequalities. Worry about the people that you have voted for that have fucked you in this fashion instead of a bald fucking Lex Luthor looking ass villain, you know? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that, that, that's my spiel for um, today. I'm gonna go. How lay, long until Pat gets a cowboy hat? I'm gonna lay in the shower. Oh, so soon. Yeah. Oh, this is definitely. <laughs> All right. Ahead. So, what we are getting to is that at closed casket activities, closedcasketactivities.com. Uh, if you are burnt by the sun or just burnt by the shine, the glare off Jeff Bezos's rich penis-looking head. Yeah. Uh, you need yourself a hat. True. Guys, there there are three hosts of Axe to Grind. He has three banned hats in his current web store availability. I'll take the um, God's hate. The gate creep. Oh, no, there's no God's hate logo. We're going to do this. Three of us, we each get a hat. Each of us will pick who gets what hat. Okay, so so it'll be like, oh, Bob gets this, Pat gets this, and I'll take this, etc. Um, here's the three hats. Gate creeper logo hat. End splinter hat. And the regional justice center embroidered scales hat so <clears throat> my question let me know who wants to go first who gets what ha- which axe grind host gets which hat so i think i get the scales because i'm a lawyer okay. oh see this is interesting so you're going scales okay what does patrick get he gets a splinter from end okay okay and i and get gate creeper yes okay patrick who gets what uh I'm going to give Tom Gate Creeper because I think he is the 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 host that likes the band the most. Uh, Very true. I yep. am going to uh, I'll give you Regional Justice Center because it is probably the closest to your musical taste as well. 
Uh, yep. And, no, sh- no question. And I will take end because, uh, uh, well, I suppose we're all Pepito lovers in this house, but uh, mm. it, there's some Pepito love, and it is uh, a, a a hair shy of my preferred uh, genre of hardcore. So close enough for this exercise. Okay. And my take is, Tom, you're getting the end hat. Sure. Pepito, a buddy, Will Putney, Putney, friend of the show, buddy. Absolutely. And here's where I go. Okay, so Gate Creeper. A band I think is really good, but not something I go to often. A regional justice center, a band I actually really like, and I like the design a lot. But... I'm giving the regional justice center hat to Patrick okay. because Ian is his buddy it's true. and we all know Patrick does nothing more than promote his friends, lift people right. up and just promote and support all his buddies and all their endeavors. Right, Pat? That's a fact. Right. And Ian's his mentor. So like you think he'd want something right, to support. Right, him. right, right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like a dad son kind of thing. So, so right. showing, showing love to big Papa Shelton. Um, and I'll take the Gate Creeper hat because it's pretty cool. And I love fucking Arizona. So uh, closedcasketactivities.com. Go get you a hat. All right. Guys, what's up? How you doing? How are we feeling? Feel like shit. Both of us feel like shit. I think you, I think you are the, uh, you know, you, you, <sighs> Yo, we're leaning on you today. I, I know. So I have been. We always lean on Bob. Well, no, just, just not enough. Nah, Jesus. Good Lord. That's a weak post there. Um, No, I have been knee deep in like weird projects, but for the past three weeks, like fucking clockwork, it's like six 45 on a Wednesday evening. We record at eight normally people. And all of a sudden my nose starts dripping. So I've been nasal. I've been like all jammed up. So my entire week has been geared towards not, and I'm all right. I'm, I'm like no dripping. I can feel a little backup, but uh, I don't know if it's the room. But I, I specifically avoided outdoor like nonsense for the second half of the day today to uh, to try to stay stay dry, stay clean, and uh, largely I'm there. So so thank the heavens, Patrick. You described that you've been sick. Condolences. Thank you. You know, light a candle or something. Uh, Tom, I won't put Pat on blast and, and ask him about HIPAA stuff like uh, <laughs> like Marjorie Taylor Green, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was at one of the the victory rallies. Um, <laughs> Pat, do you have blah blah blah? Have you gotten the shot? I I will not answer that. You're violating my HIPAA rights. Yeah, I love to bust that out. <laughs> it's so wrong, but sure. Tom, how you doing? What's going on in your world? Fucking work sucks in a pole. <laughs> it's mm. fucking terrible. I need a fucking very long vacation. All right, we we did this once before. We talk about this. I feel like I complain. I go, I no. need a vacation. And I went like once. I, you need a vacation. Um, yeah, I need to be like away. Even if it's like a staycation, I just need to be out of my okay. apartment for any extended period of time. Yeah. So like if you know like a house down in brick that I can like break into that the people no, aren't around. No. I know. I, I think I anything think like that. It. Everything's mad expensive. I was even looking, like, I was like, oh, maybe go out to the Bay or like go to my old fucking standard Seattle again. I'm like. Round trip tickets are like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, things, Yo, that's things are a little fucked right now. They were like four hundred. Yeah, I don't fuck with that, man. That's yeah, that, yeah. Tickets, was, yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, I, you can go to Milwaukee for like a cool two hundred, but I don't know that you really want to spend your whole time in Milwaukee. I've All never right. been to Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee itself is a boring city, 
but Wisconsin's actually a really beautiful state around it. So, um, so yeah, you know, all right. So let's see this. Oh, this isn't what we want to do. I'm trying to get you. All right. Do you need a desert, a mountain or an Island right now, Tom? I would legitimately take any of those things. I take Manhattan Island at this point. Okay. You know what? We need one. We need it to be budget friendly. We need you to go to an Island where you have a balance of relax, no balance, all relaxation, but maybe you get a little pool time, a little bit of outdoor optionality, um, yeah. but, but also not just like, you're, it's not like, oh, all you can do is the beach. You need to have a few other options. Um, Tom, uh, Patrick, where are we sending Tom? Uh, Vancouver Island. Oh. All right. My option, to Patrick, Tom, is, uh, is I think you need to go to the big island. I think you got to go to Hawaii. Wow. Imagine that. <sighs> I think the tickets are expensive. Super expensive. Everything over there. Is, I mean, it's not that like I, I, I can afford it, but I just feel like. I know. I th- but I, I think, man, I think we might need to, we might need to, uh, to axe to grind this. This is where we've talked a lot about doing the live axe to grind show. Fuck it. <laughs> Live axe grind in Honolulu. That's it. That's where we're going. You know what though? I feel like the folks over there are kind of like, yo, enough of you mainland people for a while. So like, I don't want to be like the fucking. Oh, I, no, fuck, who, no, who knows? No. I think they're the in opposite post COVID. They're like, yo, bring that, bring that tourist money back then. I don't know. We can ask for the pod, Conrad. It seems like they're like, <laughs> whatever, like whatever slur they have for like, like mainland Americans, primarily yeah. of the <laughs> of the pale variety. Yeah. Yes. There's something I forget what the term is, but like yeah, um, there is a term for it. Oh, um, all right, I'm gonna text. Hold on, give me one second. I'm gonna text Conrad on the air and see what. The- all right, I think I have it. Vamp for me. Okay, yeah. So, Patrick, have you ever been to Hawaii? No. Me neither. Do you want to go? Yes, very much. Me too. We need to figure it out. Do we? Do we go and do the first live axe to grind? You know, show. In Hawaii and karaoke. Oh, I love karaoke. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. Do we have? To, I mean, it'll be a lot. What? No, no, no. Keep going. Well, I mean, it'll be a lot. Like, there won't be any attendees because no one. I'm sure that we don't have a ton of listeners. In I mean, if we got a few, I mean, it will all. That'd it's also fun. karaoke. So you know, whoever's there can Ooh, come. Yeah, we can do like hardcore karaoke. Maybe we'll stay at the place like from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, yeah. Sure. And and Tom, I was going to suggest like yo. Uh, it can be like, quote, it'll be like um, indecision. We can call it unorthodox in quotations, and it's just you, karaoke, indecision songs. We know who the star I mean, of the show is. You don't I mean, need Richie those other – just play the music behind you. It's all good. <laughs> Rick Healy did it. True. Yeah, yo, we can do it better. We can do it better. Uh, we can do it bigger. I won't say I can do anything better than Rick Healy. Let's, uh, let's be fair. Uh in, in local 518, Guptills was interested in letting us rent out um, the entire place to do a live show and karaoke where we could use Secrets and the arcade. Wow. Be pretty good. Can, can we right, book? So the term is Howley. Howley. Yeah. Howley. But it's spelled H-A-O-L-E. Conrad yeah. got back to us. Right. Beautiful. I, I think, Love that I think, quick I think we're all allowed to say it in the, even in a non-academic sense. So we're good. Howley. Yes, Howley. There we go. Yeah. Um, so I, I think uh, to our listeners in Hawaii, uh, one of the two states I haven't been to, we want to visit you. 
somebody who knows the right person. Let's figure it out. That's that's where the first Axe to Grind live show will be. Mm, good call. Only, wow. only state I haven't been to. You've been oh, because you've been to Alaska. Yeah, yeah I, have, I haven't been to Alaska. Oh man, let's go to Alaska go. instead. Uh, we've got a spot. <sighs> we got a spot to stay. I think we've got we got listeners. We got listeners there and that we've heard from, and I think we got the hookups on where to play up there hmm. too. By the way, so like so, Pat, how much? Like, if I'm like, I get out get out of the airport in Anchorage. Yep. What's what's an Uber costing from? Our, our hangout spot from the airport, like yeah, you're gonna want to take hundreds of dollars. It'll take a hundred dollars. Well, I don't know. You're gonna. I think you're gonna want to take a plane uh, across the bay, across the. Oh, there's like another. There's. Oh, that's remember an our, our spot to stay is looking over at Anchorage, basically, but you'd have to, the drive is like four hours, or the flight is like what forty minutes. Yep. Yep. Oh, but it's one of those like you know you have to like split up, like who sits where. Uh, well, you're gonna shit your pants. There's no debate. Like, oh, cool. <laughs> you're gonna be gripping my arm the whole time. It, it, there might be, you might get religion. You know, what I mean, it's it's it, it, it's scary. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. How many seats on a plane like that? Eight? Uh, I believe uh, our gracious benefactor, uh, I believe, has an eight. Uh, Yeah, I think it's eight. Uh, but I'm with oh, oh, it's not a commercial thing. It's a uh, no, 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 no. We, no. So, we so would, the deal is that like the, the deal is that uh, everybody has um, everybody in Alaska has a plane. You'll hear like a knock around plane. Yeah, you'll hear all the time that it has the most uh, plane uh, crashes, and that's true. But that's true because they have the most citizens flying planes. So it's just you know it's concert. It's in concert with that number. So uh, it it is uh, yeah. People just oh, I don't want to risk my life taking moose-heavy roads at night. I prefer to fly my dinky little plane um, and maybe die horribly that way, but uh, whatever. They got a whole lifestyle up there. Yo, so you're much more familiar with this this lifestyle than Tom or I. Would you be comfortable with the amount of people flying planes in alaska which is out of necessity mm-hmm. like to be really clear what if that was just the norm like everybody had a little knockabout planes not everybody but let's say 35 percent of the population yeah. would that be really bad or or just like uh, comparably bad as it is relativity would stay the same you know what how what what could be worse just fuck it add them to the mix who cares <laughs> all right yo so uh, hopefully everybody gets the vibe tonight we're taking it easy taking it easy uh decompressing and having a little bit of a fun one but uh the the recording title of tonight's episode is comfort or some might pronounce it patrick come for 
but we're not that's talking. What bedroom is. <laughs> I said that's what the name of the worst possible apartment is. Um, the comfort. Oh, it is. That's gross. It's super gross. But uh, we're going to be talking about how do you put it? comfort hardcore comfort music. Yeah, let's like do- what is the hardcore comfort food? You know. Yeah, and this was Tom. I knew I knew that you were having a, a rough one, and I just thought let's thanks buddy. Let, let's talk about kind of the, the let's we're not expanding our palates today. We're, we're just talking about things that we love. You know, we're, we're just talking right. Like, what's the thing that we go to yes. when we just want to like fucking put something on? Yes, but only core. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, oh, okay. I, I, I'll just. And it applies. To- I have another thing that I want to talk about too. Oh, oh yeah, let's please. let's uh, let's do that first, and then we'll get into hardcore. It's comfort. not comforting. Oh, yeah, let's do the uncomfort. It's not bad either. Uncomfort first. Yeah. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. This, you know, what but- I kind of like. I like when we do this, which is kind of teases the segment in the same show because it gets <laughs> juices flowing. Like, oh, what do they mean? What is what is hardcore <laughs> comfort music? So then people start formulating what they got, and then they bring it to and the table. Then- Right, we could bullshit about something else until we and start then we talking, forget, and, and then we're like, "Oh right. yeah," and then they'll have their list ready to go. That's right. Here's my worry, um, and I ran this by um, some friends and some listeners. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's been like an explosion of shows being announced. Yep, like to and like an insane extent. Oh yeah. Here's my concern. A lot of these announcements are super piecemeal. Like, I, I, I was joking. I'm like, Koyo is playing either three shows or 600. I don't really know. But I feel like they're on every flyer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yo, but shout, I think, shout like, out to them. Not, they are playing a lot. People oh, they're are playing, very, oh, amazing. very excited. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. this is not a shot at them at all. But, like, I feel like it's like, oh, cool. They're playing, like, New York with blah, 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 blah. And yeah, are they they're playing North Carolina? Okay, and then they put uh, like I feel like not with just them, but like everybody. There's like so much stuff coming out that it's not like there's very few other than like you know like the Acacia strains of the world. There's very few bands that are having like here's here's our fall. They're kind of coming out like you know in dribs and drabs and ebbs and flows, and it's it's. For an elder, for a ninety-eight-year-old hardcore kid like me, <laughs> sort of hard to follow. Is that is that weird? <sighs> no, and I don't think it's weird. Multiple flyers for the same show, and a lot of the flyers look the same. Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. And there's like, um, there's a little bit ad matting there. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, this this flyer kind of looks similar because we made one flyer and then made a bunch for all the different shows. That can happen. Um, no, one, not weird at all. Two ton of shows happening three we've crossed through we've gone through the licking glass where here's what i think really is happening tom and i think you'll be there right with me this is how many shows were happening in the past it's just that it was continuous and then we just had a whatever it is 18 month break and yeah, so maybe. it feels like just like 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 the drain, the the flow of water was shut, and now it's been reopened, and it it you're hundred percent. It feels like floodgates, like like we're just getting smashed in the face with a million things happening in shows. Right, it's a shower head that like knocks Kramer out of the shower, like <laughs> strong enough to like clean an elephant. Yes, that's what it's. That's what, and it, I agree. It feels like that too. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, like I'm psyched that Koyo's playing like 
Statesville, Georgia, like I'm not going to be there. Or Statesville, North Carolina, wherever. You know what I mean? But like I feel like it's all over the place and it's almost hard to – like they could be gone for like four months. Yeah, they yeah, could. Yeah. Based on the flyers, I think they sick. really could. Like they're on every flyer and that's fucking amazing. And it's all different kinds of shows. It's fucking cool shit. Once have closers on a ton, magnitude's on a ton. And I think a lot of it too is, you know, magnitude is on the bigger like Knocked Loose tour. Yeah. But then there's days off. There's they're playing with Knocked Loose. Up closer, the Knocked Loose is playing some. Yep. Right, right. So then like, yeah, they're doing a bunch of shows in like Florida together, I think. Knocked Loose. Uh, yep. uh, once have closer and magnitude. But then, like, then it's like they're all. Then there's no no show for a week on that flyer, and then it's like, but September 28th, we're going to be in fucking Iowa. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, <laughs> you're saying, you're saying I feel like it's some, you, some of the tour, like the tour routing I got in like 2001. You're saying you need a proper <laughs> a proper ad mat, possibly with a map on top, or like a number I could call to be like, hey, I'm here. How do I get there? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we either need to go super low tech or super high tech here, one, right? Low tech, one eight hundred. Yeah, it's nine four four. OPEC said, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know about this, Patrick and Tom? The New York hardcore hotline in the eighties. It was, uh, yes. I think, it was two one two OPEC SID, O P E C S I D. You yeah, could call it was, about that on NYU. Yeah, it was like a show listing that you'd call. Yeah. Um, so we either need to do something like that. That's like. You know, like uh, again, Kramer. We should second, actually do that. Second, that's actually a good. There, there, Tom is how we do mm, our fucking mm, show announcements. Yep, yep, yep. Put a little bow in that. That's a great idea. Um, Don't anybody copy that. Stop stealing <laughs> our shit. <laughs> but uh, we either go that way or high tech, where it's like a multi-layered thing where you submit all your shows in an area and you can it essentially plugs in with google maps and you can be like find shows in my area and it just boom. right like take a picture of this and it'll show you the menu and yeah like and it'll you be that overlay for the days and different color combination all right i think we need to we need to uh enlist some coders as well as find a payphone from the 80s and, and make this all work <laughs> um, i am psyched though for like the newer bands like the coyos of the world and like stands on like there's a ton of bands that are just going out and fucking pain working. Of, pain of truth. Another another Band one I've seen. Yeah. Pain of truth is playing their first two shows, record release shows <laughs> on Long Island. Uh, yep. They're both sold out, Patrick. First like shows. the second one sold out in like an hour. Yep. Partially thanks to I think the buddies in Tsunami are flying out for yeah. it. Um, don't know those fellas. They're just they're just buddies to hardcore. Yo, um, I I tweeted about this today maybe, but like, it, it does feel nice. Now, here's what I, where we'll do the warning thing again. Yo, keep this same energy. This is what hardcore should always feel like. It should always feel exciting. Now, I get it. We're all coming off eighteen months of like just sitting around in the comfort, but. <laughs> Keep this energy and excitement up. People are so excited about new bands. People are excited about shows. I'm seeing people repost stuff. It's it's just cool. So shout out to all that. Um, don't don't forget how fun it is to be a part of these things. And and how do you be a part of it? Well, you know, support things. Make a zine. Make a flyer. Go to a show. Buy a T-shirt. There's a bunch of different ways. There's no no borders to how you can interact. Just uh, do your own thing. You know. And there's no reason why this can't sustain. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We can see a real flourish. Five thousand people in a fucking you know five five thousand people moshing around a fucking fire pit forever. But like, <laughs> there. But like, 
you know, or wherever, you know what I mean? Or like 4,000 people in fucking Thompson Square Park. But there's no reason why a, a fucking good local horror car show can't do 300 kids. Agreed. 100% true. It happens all the time. 100% true. And just keep the excitement up. Um, Tom, are we old? Do we have a range of age? I'm sure that there's a significant port of, portion of the audience who, if I make a Johnny Carson reference, they'll get it. But there's also a significant portion of our audience who will have no idea who Johnny Carson is. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, oh yeah. I would say. Okay, yeah, can I you explain? The majority of our listeners have heard that name, could not tell you the name of the show he was on. Or his oh, did he used to pitch for the Angels? Majority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't even say majority of people would know the name. Really? Yeah, I was going to say twenty-four year old kid is not going to be like, yeah, Johnny Carson. No, know I don't the think name? so. Tom, explain. No, I don't think so. Dude, barely know Chevy Chase, buddy. Yo. Get me off this planet. Chevy Chase is 20 years his junior. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Tom, explain who Johnny Carson is, and then I'll get to this bit with Pat. <laughs> so he was like one of the OG um, uh, uh, like uh, late-night talk show hosts. Yeah, he hosted he was, The Tonight Show forever. Yeah, he, forever, for like 30 years, whatever. He he was like right before Leno. I think Leno took over for him. That's right. Um, but he was like the precursor to all of that. He did, you know, he did the same. that The whole like late-night um, – variety thing, thing. That you're prepared yeah. for like yep. that you're used to is his thing it's like him coming out doing a monologue the jokes blah 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 yes band playing and right, stand-up comedians kick. yep exactly yeah so yeah it's a, it was an hour from 11 30 to 12 30 every night and he launched a so, thousand ships uh jerry seinfeld david letterman like a million yeah, names a lot you of know. people you know were probably conceived to that to his voice true um all right, so I'm making a reference. Johnny Carson, Patrick, Johnny Carson used to do a bit where he would wear the, uh, I mean, he'd wear a turban. I'm, f- I'm familiar, I'm familiar pre- with this bit. Predict the future. Yeah, I know. You're, you're 435, I know. <laughs> Is that Karnak? But, oh, good reference. Um, right in his name? Karnak is that the? Uh, I mean, Karnak is a Marvel superhero, uh, Avengers. No, but I really think that's his name. Was like that Karnak the name, did. Karnak? Okay, I like that. Okay, I wasn't aware. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> deep cuts, everybody. There's ten people laughing. I know Johnny Carson. Uh, I'm I'm putting you in on this, Patrick. Yes. If I said a number and why it's relevant, why it's germane to this podcast. If I said 1,492,099, now this is something we've talked about as recently as yesterday, 1,492,099, can you tell me what it is I'm talking about? No, I don't have a fucking clue. Tom, do you know what it is? It's a song from Rent, right? No, it is. Uh, fuck. <laughs> it, it, it is our downloads. It is the streams on Spotify only for the Turnstile song "Mystery." Oh, goddamn! Yes, Turn, which was Turnstile released, I guess, a month ago. Doing well. What does There's that a good mean? Vibe for, going on. What does that mean for hardcore? That this, which yo, that song "Mystery" is fucking great. Um. What does that mean for hardcore that this song's been streamed 1.4 million times in, let's say, conservatively, and you're totally right, Karnak, the Magnificent, that's incredible, Tom. What does that say, that it's been streamed 1.4 million times since, I don't know, like May? Later? Something like that. It's crazy, right? It's incredible. And I got you have to imagine it rubs off 
and like that, you know, high tide lifts all ships or lifts all boats or whatever. Yep. I mean, I, it's it's got to help, you know, and like, you know, and and they're doing cool shit. Like they're doing like, I just I forgot like they had announced it a while ago, but like they're doing like California, but it's like yep. never any game is on that. Oh, and like gold yeah. is on that. That's yeah. like fucking sick. Like they're so it's not like, um, it's not like them doing this in a vacuum and not. You know, it not affecting all the hardcore bands. Like, yeah. never in the game playing, you know, they're playing like the Santa Cruz vet hall or whatever. Yep. Shit sold out like three months ago. Like, that's fucking sick for them. That's awesome. You know what I mean? And like, they're doing a bunch of stuff with those, with, with never in the game in Cali. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, man. Like, you know, like they're looking out for all the hardcore bands, which is cool. All right. Uh, I just did the thing that you can do in 2021 that you can't do in the past, uh, beyond, you know, last five years, which was the, uh, in uh, social media sleuthing, the single mystery was released on May 26th. That's less than two months from today. So 60 days under, which is more like 55 or so. And it's been streamed 1.4 million times. That's bonkers, right? Like, do we see this is, is turnstile as big as they've ever been? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they somehow like it's it's weird. It's like one of those things. It's like, oh man, it couldn't be like time and space was such a thing. But like, yeah, imagine all that energy from beginning to end of like the time and space period, yep. and then add more shit. Like that's it's. Yeah, I think they're even they're they're bigger and their kind of mythos has grown, only grown in the in the meantime. Yeah. Um, uh, this is, Patrick, this is no exaggeration. Yeah. Every time I open up YouTube, it suggests me the same video, which is Turnstile, a day with hardcore's most ambitious band. And I don't, I just watched that. Did you watch it? It's suggested to me every yeah. single day, and every single day I go, Oh, I should watch that. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but it's cool. It's suggested it's every fun. day. The it's very quick, the Turnstile Love Connection video that they made, and they did a really cool thing, which they went and screened it at these small theaters uh, all over the country. Actually, I think they, they did, did it in Brooklyn, yeah. LA, Brooklyn, Baltimore, maybe one other spot. Uh, Four hundred forty-two thousand views in three weeks. Fuck. So, <sighs> what I want to say is, if you have paid a uh, lip service to turnstile or you haven't really considered them. Yeah, I get it. No one's mad about that. That's okay. You know, but I do want to know, like, it's pretty impressive what they're doing. Um, it almost feels like they could be the most popular guitar band, uh, in the world pretty soon. I'm not talking about fucking major, but I mean like new band, like new, like they're right there. Um, and they're a hardcore band and they care about being a hardcore band. That's fucking cool, man. You know, like that's cool. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see, watch their, their path. Um, what else we got? You got any other quick hits, Patrick? No hits on my end. Every, everything is, is, uh, clear flying. No news in my, Pat, can we get an ad ad from you? So we know where the hell we're, what the hell we're doing. A what? Oh, you're, the, the Patrick Kinlan. Yeah, we should make a Patrick Kinlan ad mat, actually. Oh. It'll include all your weird things. So the first thing will be the Frontiersman debut in September. Yeah. And then Drug Church Tour first or Self-Defense Self Tour Defense first? Self-Defense first. Then, dr- wow. then two weeks off. Then Drug Church. 
then, then I think I get two months off. Uh, and then, although, uh, SWAT was just offered shows. I was, I'm supposed to go to Australia, but Australia. Nope. Yep. Has the worst <laughs> fucking rollout of this, whatever. It's very frustrating. So we'll see, but, uh, got some SWAT offers during that downtime. Maybe we'll take them if it looks like I can't get into Australia. <laughs> And then back on tour with Drug Church, uh, uh, should fit a self-defense recording right before that. And uh, then summer, we're getting Europe offers. Shout out to UK and Europe. I have a very busy year, gentlemen. Yo, what's that Death Threat song where they shout out SDS? Brotherhood. Brotherhood. The song Brotherhood. Can we get a self-defense family cover of that where you guys where you just get to go sdf yeah that'd be cool right absolutely we've got, we've got title track of the new record fans in the band yeah fuck yeah make it hit the group chat with that now if you can i don't want to be in a band with dudes that don't like that <laughs> yeah it's a good call <sighs> both um, death threats oh yeah that's good good both sides both sides of the coin all right guys let's get into our our so-called topic of the day um yo here's a question does anyone know? Does anyone under twenty five know Claire Danes? Out like know Claire Danes is a cultural phenomenon. No, no. Because that like, show was like, so oh, she popular. Was on, Homeland, on right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Or is it a, is it Homeland or she was, American? She was on Homeland. Uh, What's her face was in uh, was on the Americans. I can't remember her name. The Americans. Yeah. Um, wasn't that hard? That wasn't hard. No, she was Homeland. What, what, what is going on? What, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> what, what? We're talking about Claire Danes because I referenced my so-called life. Uh, Carrie Russell was on the Americans. Um, my so-called uh, life was such a cultural <laughs> reference for a minute, even though it was like honestly purely mediocre. Yeah. Just mediocre. All right. Um, Remember when Juliana Hatfield was on there and she played a homeless person? <sighs> yeah, she's Halcyon, cool. Halcyon I is. got. I I. Um, Jared Leto. Uh, do you know the song? Um, I'm not aware of too many things. Sure. I know that it looks like a P, a P win. I sing. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Edie Brickell and the New, New Bohemian. Yes. Yo, in my head, that was Paul Julie- Simon's wife. Really? Oh, I love I love the song. I love the song. Great record. Yes, I actually think it's a really good record. Shooting rubber bands at the stars. I know that record. It's very good. Good job. In my head, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, wait, is that a Julianne Hatfield song? And I was like, no, no. Though I wish I wish it was. Unfortunately. Um, All right. Who doesn't like? I mean, Julianne Hatfield was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. In that in the my so called life era. True. I know. Given the Renaissance, the the Lemon Headsaunce, I don't know why Juliana Hatfield hasn't gotten more uh, more it's love. It's a fucking crime. It's a crime. All right, guys, we're talking hardcore comfort music. Patrick, <laughs> your idea, kick us off. What is your definitive hardcore comfort music? Uh, it's still Minor Threat. Uh, I can listen to Minor Threat literally anytime, and I'm satisfied by it. Now, question. Do you ever split it up or do you just discography? You know what? I, I've done that exercise of being like, oh, how would I feel about each record on its own if I, if, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, just give me the discography. It's such a smooth listen. It's like, yeah, the, the final however many songs would not have appeared on a record with those other songs. But 
it's it all makes sense. It's not like there's any fucking turns that you, you make you feel like you're listening to something completely different. It's uh no, that's a, that's a smooth listen. You can do discography. Every, listen, everybody, particularly if you're under 25, discography. Just fucking discography. You don't need the format. No, 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 no. You don't need the format. I only think for listening exercises. Like sometimes I'm more in an out of step mode. Um, there was a real nice period where I just wanted to listen to the song Salad Days. Oh, I, I'm an out of step. I think it's I'm such an out of step guy overall. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But, I know. I know. The right, but do you go to like? Would you go to like Total Recall, or would you be like, I only want the tied down to like? No, it's, no, it's Total Recall. No, you Total Recall. You get everything. Yeah, Total Recall. Yeah, yeah. No. And, and you can listen to it in a smooth way. I think when it comes to comfort music for me with hardcore, I am tried and true classics. Um, I will throw this one out to the group, the seven seconds of the crew. I referenced it and had like a gooey conversation about it not long ago, so I won't go long on it. But listening to it, because it has been off streaming for so long, I haven't sat with it. And then hearing that reissue, I was like, oh, oh. Did you buy the reissue? Uh, I have not yet. I'm actually planning to yeah. order. There's a few Dude. limited versions left. Yeah, I, I, somebody sent me... <laughs> I, fucking Andy. This is the Andy episode. He sent me a, a video of the booklet and everything. It looks Oh, it's amazing. Awesome. You have it? And it comes with a twelve, another 7-inch. Right. It's cool. It's so good. It, it, they did such an incredible job on it. Yeah, I'm excited to see because I think they're doing a bunch of other records, like classics. They already did Circle Jerks, Group Sex, and I'm curious to see what which they go from. Amazing. Yeah, which yeah, see where they go from there. Um, I think Seven Seconds falls in that same comfort music, like easy, just goes down easy. And when you listen to it, you're like, oh yeah, gives you gives you goosebumps in a good way. Yep. It's it's nice, you know. Hey you, do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Tom, what, Tom, what about yeah, you? Yeah, what direction you go? Um, you're gonna speaking of great intents. I, I might go Descendant Summer. Oh, interesting. Ooh, okay. I expect. We, I mean, if we're that's hardcore. Tom, I, no, I expect, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll count it for these purposes. I expected you to go uh, back to high school and do do some very local New York hardcore sort of shit, but uh, Descendant. How early? I'm sure we've discussed this, but how early in your uh, uh, music life was it was the descendants oh good question um, i don't know if we've yeah, gotten I this mean, from you tom this is a good question yeah i mean probably you know i, I don't i don't like i don't know those like top 10 like first 10 record whatever sure like, sure i was probably like 19 18 mm, okay yeah. yeah when we but we had summary I, I didn't have afterwards i went back and got the individual records but for summary was my shit for years and years and years there's a reason we use summary when we've done these. And actually, I've got a few more cooking. Um, we do these kind of like playlists that we try to put together for certain bands we talk about. Yep. It's because it's a really well curated little compilation. Um, if you 
don't like summary, you probably aren't going to like the descendants. No. And if you only know summary, if you know summary and everything sucks and whatever their newest record would be, <laughs> you, can, you know, the entire set. Yeah. Very, very, very likely. Like that's a 98th percentile. Like you'll know. They're all not the playing Catalina. <sighs> that's a shame. What a track. Oh, they're not playing birthday. Like, they're not doing any of that shit. Mm. It's literally it's summary. And nope. pr- most of everything sucks. No Christmas vacation. Yeah. No. Nope. No deep cuts. No Wendy. Oh. Um, no. Y- you know what? Other. Although I would trade them doing fucking you know the the all logistics for Wendy. Yeah. What were you gonna say, PK? I was just gonna say you know what discography I is also just pure like put it on any time as a discography. Although it's not it's not nearly as consistent as, as uh, Minor Threat certainly, but uh, the Swizz discography. I, I, that is one that you can just put on, and it is, that is pure hardcore comfort food for me. Anytime you can put that on. Swizz, you're saying? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, so we're kind of circling this thing, like these classics in discographies. I, well, I mean, well, also, for me. Bob, what's interesting yep. is that we all chose highly melodic music. I think. Yes. I th- well, that's exactly where I was going with uh, this. Yeah. Go on. Please no 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 no. I mean, I just think it's I just think it's interesting because the shows that I was going to uh, in, in my youth were not particularly melodic at all. Um, right, and I have good memories of those shows, and I I really still love some of that music a great deal. How I, yeah, there's like a sentimental absolutely. resonance with that in that style with absolutely. You. Um, however, if you wanted to. Oh, I don't know what mood Patrick is in. I'm going to choose music that he likes regardless of mood. It it ends up falling in that hardcore that happens to be melodic but would not be described as melodic hardcore. <laughs> that is No, I mean, well so so I was going to another one I was going to call out cuz it was on the tip of my tongue is is the Bad Brains early Bad Brains material, the the self-titled the Roar Sessions or Rock for Light, which again not music that many people will be like, oh, melodic heart. It's not melodic hardcore, but, but there's melodic, a lot of melody. Yeah. There's a lot of melody to it, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that all three of us really love and have a really warm spot for. That's really discordant and angry and just like you know. I, I think one of my favorite isms on the podcast is the uh, 108 ism of, hey, put on threefold misery when you're in the subway or you know what's the song you like to point out curse of instinct will curse of instinct yep right right yo yo when i'm in a bad mood i put on yo i was a more current reference i was listening to the band world peace while i was walking around new york the last time i had to go on a subway in new york which i was probably on my way to your spot tom from manhattan so i was like in grand central or somewhere and or, or going, yeah, going at Grand Central, going down to Union Square or something, wherever. Um, and I had World Peace, power violence, super fast, super hard. And I was looking at people like I wanted to fight. You know, like they're like, I'm going to start making eye contact with strangers and scowling. Um, I don't put that in the comfort. It's, I, I, there's a part of me that enjoys that feeling. Uh, but it's not like comfort music, if that makes sense. Whereas Bad Brains, Rock for Light, fucking comfort music to me. Yeah, it's like a movie that you'd put on in the background. 
Right. That, that you still love, you know, that you're going to, it's not like oh, you're still going to enjoy. Yeah. yeah. It's rewatchable. Oh, there we go. I, 100%. Um, I almost put on war games last night because I love it so much. And it is just pure, like, you know, I could play a video game while watching war games. I could, uh, read a book while watching war games. I could cook food <laughs> while, while watching war games. And, uh, for me, that is uh, the territory that some of this music falls in, where if I'm pay- if I choose to pay attention, I have a deep appreciation and can't take my eyes off it, but I can also just let it play and I'm totally fucking happy. Yo, it's something I like to do with certain music is put it on while I'm playing video games, which is more and more infrequent, um, but I would like to play more video games. Uh, yo, what is the most recent example or newest record that you put into your cla- into your comfort hardcore, you know, because that's a hard question. We're talking we're talking classics, and there's a level of familiarity that we have with them. Okay, but there's a level of I, discography, but something in a newer. Sense. Well, I'm 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 gonna fuck this question up a little bit because I'm gonna go, go with I'm gonna think about the the real spirit of your question while answering with a kind of cheat, sure, sure. which is I only became uh, familiar with Rival Schools in the last few years. And like, when was it, when was that, that I actually, like we were doing the podcast when I gave Robin school. Yeah, it was, it was probably two years ago, maybe 2018, maybe, maybe 2019 right in there. You could put on that first record, any old fucking time for me now, you know, that, that's, that's comfort food music for sure. Uh, so that's not new, but that's certainly, and many people, and yeah, many people would consider it a classic, but it's, it's certainly new to me. Yeah, that, I mean, that's 20 years, not 40 years, like some of the stuff we're talking about. So. <laughs> um, you know, uh, which, quick sidebar, the new Quicksand track brushed off their record. I fucking, it's really good. Uh, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, let's talk about that real um, quick. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. Oh, Tom, it's so good. Oh. Yeah, listen. I think you're going to really like you it. You will. I, I, I was the one that said, hey, that last thing that they, the last single they released, I, I didn't think it was enough of a single, blah, blah, blah. This, sure. this new song's hot. Tom, it's <sighs> it's decidedly quicksand, but he's doing different and new things with it, like Walter and the whole band, that yeah. is really like, like I almost want to say stop the podcast and listen, but we'll keep recording. But it's it's like, it'll grab you right away. I listened to it like four times today. I was, I was very oh, nice. impressed. So, and I like the single so far, so I'm psyched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the single so far was good, but I also want to acknowledge I think Pat's not a million miles off. This song is an immediate, like, and I get why this is a second single, but this song, like, is the, oh, wait, what's going on here? And if the album has more of this, I'm going to be pretty, pretty excited. Um, but I think that's a good choice. I think Rival Schools is a good one there. Um, yeah, I think that's a great, like, kind of. I guess I would put Title Fight in there. Maybe Title Fight Shed. Maybe Title Fight uh, Floral Green. Um, I like those records. I don't want to say I like them the same way I like Bad Brains. Uh, no, but it's your comfort. You go to it's yeah. good. It feels it's it's good. I like the energy from it. Still, I can put it on, and it's uh, it's not abrasing me, but it is kind of making it feel good. Where like what is the heart? And Tom, if you have a new one, please say it. But the other side, and to think on this as well, what is the hardest record? that you could put in this category? Like, are there any like harder side records that you could consider comfort hardcore? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hit me. I would say age of quarrel. 
Yep, for me, for sure. Set it off. Oh, good. There's definitely elements. I in feel there. like that. That's like a perfect recording and a record. Like you can listen to that from the beginning to end. I think um, more recent. I had uh, big kiss. Big kiss. Good night. Oh, uh, well, that Even that was the ba- that was the band that I was thinking of, and I think I'm thinking of that record too. Yeah, or like Illusions of Dominance by uh, Bitter End. Ooh, I feel like they're just like you could put out on any of those records. And you're like. You're not chill because those song, those records are not chill. But um, <laughs> I just think there's like there's something to it that's just like so fucking so so great. so. When we talk about comfort, obviously, comfort is something that you you kind of you've sat in it. It's it's well worn jeans. You know, it's the the jacket that fits just the right way every time you put it on. So this is this is high praise from us, obviously, and that's why we're talking about certain records that you've probably heard us mention before but we're trying to reframe it um iron age constant struggle hits this for me um yeah maybe big kiss good night yeah that is a pretty hard record but it 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 also has a tunefulness i i think there's something about it being something that's in your head i I talked to somebody who's we were talking about the new turnstile and they're like yeah you know like i don't know you know even if if i like the band but those songs are instantly memorable in a way, like right away. Like, you know, those songs right away and you have it in your head. Like do, 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 you know, like you just get in your head. So I think that's an element. And I think all the records that we've mentioned have that element where there's parts that you just have in your head right away. Yeah. I think nightmare logic, the last power trip record. I'm sure that's a lot of people's. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. For any for any vibe. Oh, you know what's a yeah. you know what's a heavy record that that uh, the, the dead guy record can still like you could put that on most times for me and, and I go really? yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no complaint because well, that's a they're pretty caustic but interesting okay I, yeah I'm trying to think of what where where my line is on certain things I think that last fit like. Oh. I'm still getting with the Fiddlehead record, yeah. the new one. Yeah, but I think that last one, yep. "Summertime in Blind," is yeah, pretty. Yeah, I mean that's a little bit more laid back, obviously, but it's still. I it's, think that fits. Yo, is is Fiddlehead? This is a weird question. Is Fiddlehead a hardcore band? Yes. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. At flip a coin. Yeah. I mean, they're they're they are by behavior. Hold on. By membership, I can I can know? answer this question. To a hardcore kid, probably. To a not hardcore kid, nope. Good answer. Good yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, to to a hardcore kid who sees the way they act and sees the shows they play and sees it. Yeah, that's a cool style. Um, all right what what is the what do you think is a comfort hardcore record that just isn't for you? Oh, you know what I mean, like a universal comfort hardcore record. That just for whatever reasons, just it's not for you. Um, I will put this. Um, Modern Life is War Witness. That's a big one for people, sure. That's a really big one for a lot of people, and it just it's yeah. not for me. It's not not me, you know. That's just not my. But when I've heard not it, as a go to record or not, you don't enjoy the record. I'm just not. I'm just not into it. Um, but okay. I will say this. When I've heard it, I hear the elements that make it that. 
You know what I mean? The same way my buddy was saying about Turnstile, like, yeah, I don't even know if I like the band, but you know, I see why. When I've given that the Witness record a real honest listen, I'm like, oh, okay, I see exactly what people have here. Okay, so so what what is what are some other examples of that? Hmm. Okay, so a thing that it's not just that people like it; it's that you could, you could easily call it a comfort record for people. I think you nailed it with Modern Life Is War, which is like shout out to the kid of Modern Life Is War that I really like, but but I never really understood the band, you know. Uh, yeah. So that so that one would be right up there. I think that record's great. But yeah, I got I truly like played shows with them. Got nothing bad to say about them. The, the, it j- yeah. just never made sense, you know. Um, you know, honestly. That sort of like the stuff that is punk, like okay, I think at least Tom, uh, Bob, I don't remember your feelings on this. Have like a real warmth for the for the Rancid record, which leans hardcore. Yeah, I don't, I can't make heads or tails of some of that shit. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't for me. But I mean, yo, I, I think that's one that became a comfort record for people almost right away. That's, too, sure, you know? sure, one hundred percent, yes. Wait, we're not talking about the. The, the self-titled whichever yeah like the black whichever cup. one i feel like nobody likes no that that's the one i think people really like now right that's that's well, the that's one the hardcore one kids like now you know what i mean dude how come the wolves fucking shits on everything i <laughs> i prefer that over it for sure but i do too I, I, that's a band that doesn't broadly make that much sense to me but i uh, i'm trying to think of what what the fuck else is in that tom do you have any of that that just don't don't flow for you Trying to think. Hold on, bands. That Tom, people- I'll make this. I'll make this. I'll yeah. make this a little easier on both of us. Right. Bob, name anything from the Bay. <sighs> well, you know what? I, I actually, this is. It's funny you said the Bay, but because I was going to say, as a rancid off stroke shoot, does Op Ivy still hold that place with anyone under thirty? No, but it, because I think for a lot of people no. over thirty, it's like, oh yeah, oh, oh, comfort record. Listen. Comfort for me. I got to it really late in life, and it's comfort to me. So so I think that you could, I think people could still get into this in the same way you could still get into the boss tones, but like it's, it's, it's not a go to anymore at all. You know, it's not like a, it's not a, because what would you guys say that there was at least a 10 year period where, depending on if you were going in a more hardcore or a more punk direction in your musical listening, it was in your, first 10 no question in my first 15 no question maybe maybe first 10 like it was very early for me it was ubiquitous uh now not so much no um yeah i i it's interesting i mean go ahead yeah yeah i mean like i mean i don't know if this is comfort food for everybody but like a band that everybody loves that i just yeah i I don't get it like i i i I like their their bands after this more, but I don't get botch. Oh, we've talked oh, about this. This is like interesting. If you're of a certain age, you're basically and you're into kind of the more proficiently played uh, non-metal, but still metal, but still hardcore, uh, but not not straight up metalcore. You know, whatever that lane of like Hydra Head sort of music. Yeah. The, the you are either a cave-in guy first and foremost or or a botch person. You know what I mean? And I was always much oh, I'm a much guy. more cave-in guy, right? Botch but but if you were 
the most, if you were the most technically minded hardcore kids of that era found that one botch record. Uh, is that American Nervosa? We are is the that right? Or is that we are the oh, Romans? Oh, we are the Romans. You're absolutely right. Uh, we are the Romans was the comfort food for the kid who was t- uh, too smart for hardcore, but didn't have any other friends and, and is now probably, I don't even know what they do. Uh, uh, you know, successful at real estate. <laughs> uh, that's the, uh, ETH self-defense LP. It's called, uh, successful at real estate. Successful at real um, estate. <laughs> yo, what are the comfort records for people in their early twenties right now? Comfort core records. Nonstop feeling. Early twenties. Yep. Hyperview. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe those trial fight records. No, I think if you're early twenties, I think that that shit, I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's just, but think about this. None of us were around for minor threat or bad brain. So I think title fight in a very, very weird way (laughs) occupies a space that's closer to that than we want to admit for sure. But I just don't know if there's the same, uh, uh, hear my argument out. The only 20 year olds I know, 20 to 25 year olds all put that there. Okay. Here's, here's just the reason that I would say that I would say, Oh, I don't know if that's the case is there used to be a handoff. There used to be a here, check these records out, you know? And, and it was a physical process that required some, like you go to the store and you buy it, you know, like you're shopping, your record shopping with your friends and you buy it. And I'd, I'm sure that obviously you still get shared things in your fucking iMessage, but I just don't know if there's, if time is, is a little truncated now. I, I, I think, but I don't know if that exists anymore. You don't, I don't know if the old head and you go to the record store and you go, you really need to get this. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't know that that because you just go like, I heard somebody talk about fucking antidote and then they fucking look it up. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I don't know if there's there's necessarily that same kind of like handoff. Well, that we used to well be. we know that some people never had the handoff because people are dickheads. Yeah, sure. But the people yeah, who had, was, had yeah. yeah people who had the handoff it was nice. And yeah, I, I had dickheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Patrick had both, and I had a little of both. More more good people than the bad ones. Um, but I, I wonder about that. Like you think you're saying the handoff matters. I, th- I think that in terms of getting into material that is that predates your ability to see it, I think that matters. I, I think that there, and I could be wrong, you know, it's just, it, I think that if you're not given the handoff, you gravitate towards the things that are directly in front of you, the things that you, that you can visually see people get excited about, you know, not everybody, yeah. obviously, like if you're a redneck, and your only contact w- with subculture music isn't remotely at shows and you don't share this interest with anybody at your school or whatever, then yeah, I'm sure that you might be just going through the entire history of hardcore on your, on your computer right now. But I think a lot of people, a lot of younger people are kind of, you know, like we all were drawn to things that uh, we can experience firsthand and right without somebody saying, Oh, but you also really need to check this out. I think some of that gets lost. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Also, it's it's kind of I was about to ask. 
and Tom and Patrick, you guys might have different answers to this. So I'll ask this and Tom, I want yours first. Does the idea of going, Oh, I'm just going to find out about the history of hardcore through the internet. Like mostly I'm going to do this on a self guided tour of the hardcore through the internet lens and what I can find on there. Does that sound cool or not cool to you? I mean, I think it sounds, it it sounds pretty cool to me. I think like, I mean, I had a, obviously a much different experience, but like right. I couldn't imagine being 18 yeah. or 17 or, you know, 16, just getting into it and being like, you know, uh, you know, having like some, you know, older friend who was fucking 18 was, you know, talking about like the burn seven inch and like, right. rather than me have to like, be like, can I, can I make a tape of that? Like <laughs> just to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to write this down in my fucking notes in my phone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And then I'm going to fucking Google it, and then it's either going to come up on Spotify or someone's going to have put it on YouTube or it's going to be on Bandcamp, and then I can make my own fucking decision. Yeah. You know, and yeah. kind of – I mean, think of – I mean, as ba- like, you know, we all fucking wanted to see Judge. Most of the people that I knew didn't see Judge. Yep, yep. I only knew a handful. Back. Yeah, I only knew a handful of people who yeah, saw the Judge. Yeah, I mean – And it was like yeah. – it was like – it was, you know, the the like, oh, what was that like? And the answer was inevitably like – yeah, it was fucking awesome. They were great. I was, and and then you add the context of, I was seventeen, and it was great because they were great, right. and I was seventeen. So you know, yeah. So I mean, I think you know, there's always kind of the, room for that. I I think the internet's not the worst thing for that sort of stuff. Yeah. It makes it easier, and there's less sweat equity put into it. Yeah, but I don't know if that makes it any less legit. Well, and and, and I wonder about the idea of removing the tactile element where you're like becoming a part of a scene and going to shows and like Patrick and I were talking before the episode about the, uh, the one-off the, the person who's just into this stuff and kind of is an isolated Adam, you know, and you maybe know someone like this, but if you don't, you've definitely been to shows with someone like this where you're like, man, I've seen this person at shows before, but they don't talk to nobody. They don't really know anybody. Maybe they brought their weird friend with them a couple times, or maybe there's like two of them, and they're from that town that's three hours away, and they come to shows by themselves, and they don't—they're not really interacting. But their journey is different than the people who are going to the show with the same thirty-ish people, or fifty-ish people, or two hundred and fifty-ish people, and you start to know everybody, you know. Um, so I, I think about it, and I think about then the experience of somebody who's discovering hardcore through the internet today. And, and Patrick, I think about some of your weird rabbit hole dives on subjects and how that's just like, oh, I, I could see this being something people fall into and go, oh, what's this whole world all about, you know? Yeah, okay. So here's what I'm going to say. I, I, I Obviously, I can't speak for everybody and whatever. But any time that I've spent a weekend and tried to learn about a type of music because I'm interested to know the history of it, it does not stick with me the way that a lived, ex- obviously, a lived experience history does, right? So, th- so that is to say that, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Do you guys remember this? Where I spent like <laughs> two weeks just reading and listening, to, uh, reading about and listening to nothing but uh, dance music. Does anybody remember that era? Yes. So, that would just be me in in my house 
just reading about dance music, trying to understand these really difficult to parse at times uh, genres, where, when they started, who the fans of them were, blah, 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 right? And But the problem is that when you... Sorry, everybody, this is a very dated reference. When you don't have rick healy selling you a bootleg copy in a in in a like a a a red jewel case that it's it doesn't go with that cd it's just not it it doesn't stick with you as as much as as much as uh as much as learning online does you know um which which you know, this, this is not to be a parent because I'm not one, but this is why when everybody said, uh, you know, kids can still learn, uh, remotely. I was sitting there going, no, they can't. (laughs) No, they really can't. Uh, so I think that there's just so much to kind of the step-by-step learning process, the, the clumsiness. Hey, let's talk about that. The clumsiness of not knowing what the fuck you're talking about, you know? that's part of the process of learning what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) So like, you know, when kid, right, 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 right. And and it's like the, the, the uncomfort of something like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then learning that it's okay not to know fucking everything. Yes. Is okay. Yeah. It's like a really okay thing is to not know shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, beyond okay. And also, yeah, you can look like a fucking clown sometimes. Like, I think I've to- I've told you guys like the f- one of the funniest conversations I had was with a dude. Drug Church was playing a show that was for sure a more hardcore show, but I'm I'm just talking with a dude there, nice guy. He's like, "You like hardcore music?" <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like yeah, I do." I do. <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, oh, what kind what kind of shit?" And he's like listing off the kind of stuff that any. Uh, hosts of this podcast would certainly consider adjacent, right? Like not sure, it, sure, sure. But it's like, yo, that kid seems ill-informed to me, but so fucking what? I'm not his I'm I'm not his uh keeper here, you know what I'm saying? And like you don't gotta know everything. You know? Like, yo, if counterparts is your favorite hardcore band, God bless you. like i'm not mad at you so like it's this uh but i do think that that not knowing some things is cool that's again that's how you know things in time agree yes welcome everyone i'm hal schwartz and i'm flynn mcclain together we host none but the brave a podcast dedicated to the music and career of bruce springsteen Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you. And are you saying the clumsiness is being lost on people because the the information circuit is right there? Yeah, I think. I don't. I don't know if I disagree. I don't think I do. But it's weird. You made the correct analysis, and Tom, I think you're on the same wavelength. Like. Lived experience is so different than learned experience. 
Tom, I'm sure there's a time where if someone handed you a four inch by two and a half inch black box and said, Hey, every cool New York hardcore record is here straight ahead. 12 inch antidote, seven inch, everything. Right. Here you go. Everything. Right. You're going to be like, wow, let me charge this right now. Let me plug this in. How do I stick my Walkman into this thing? Um, but then you think about like that first four years or so, even longer than that for a lot of us where you're kind of like, there's a part of you that's walking around in the dark and you're experiencing things and learning from it and falling over and going, Oh, you know, like I, I don't have access to all these cool records. So I'm just kind of figuring it out. And like my experience with hardcore is based largely on what I'm able to go and see and what I'm able to go and do. Yo, in 2021, someone could love hardcore be theoretically actively involved and never have gone to a show in their hometown ever. And that's wild, right? 100% like, true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if you're in it, if you get, you know, this back in the day, they used to have these things called iPods. <laughs> oh yeah. Way back. Um, that you could literally put your own music on there. Oh, um, they're pretty wild. Stop blowing my mind. I, I really wish I can't find mine, but, I would fucking kill to find mine because, yo, I got a last gen that's like box fresh sitting. Woo. Wow, you're gonna be sitting on fucking uh, college fucking, money. I'm a fucking trillionaire. But I hope, yeah. I mean, they'll never come back with those. But that was just the fucking way to, live, you know. Um, but I think if you got that filled with all the music, I feel like you'd forget, you'd miss stuff because it was so kind of disposable. And like, if you're hearing. You know, antidote into side by side, into this, into this, into this, into this. It's like everything's awesome. How do you like – is everything your favorite? Or is it all just disposable and you put it aside, especially right. when it's stuff that you're not going to see or is active living, breathing right now? Yeah, it's a, it's a question and it's one of the things I think we talked about a lot early on was this idea of how different listening habits are. Mm. And how there's people right now where it's just like, you know, when we were talking about the comfort thing, just go listen to the whole minor threat discography. There's somebody who's going, yeah, I did that. What's next? Yeah, w- sure. W- you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I think. And then as we've talked about, yeah, you basically need some Homer to give you bad information. It's important <laughs> that somebody that when you say what comes next, somebody says, oh, uh, you know, uh, Rotterdam's own straight jacket. And you go, really? That's what's next after? <laughs> Minor threat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they go, yeah, what are you, an idiot? And you go, oh, uh, all right. You know what I mean? And that helps. Yeah, shape- it's like, oh, I really like Cro-Mags. And uh, oh, what, what, well, you should check out, have you seen the band Oi Scouts? Check them out. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's got to be some. Everybody has to have gaps, and everybody has to have things that they think are more important than they are. And the reason for that is because we, y- y- there's no linear, there's no canon necessarily, right? There's no, um, or at least no, uh, what, what, what do, what are those people that educate other people? Uh, teachers, uh, teachers, the, yeah, the, teachers. The, uh, educators. What, 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 but what the curriculum? There's no curriculum for for hardcore. So. You know, it's good to have these these stupid notions. You know, well, well, well. You know what? The thing is, is that there ends up being uh, curriculums. There ends up being canons 
in that way that we talked about, which is this like weird oral tradition, fucking hyper localized, super specific. If you're into this, like, yo, when the dudes from Youth of Today were kind of canonizing first gen hardcore, I'm sure there were dudes with back patches and butt flaps going, yo, motherfucker, you don't even include the peace comp? What's wrong with you? You don't have the first, go- you know, like, you, you don't have any of this international hardcore. You don't have a discharge record in here. Like, I know you motherfuckers know some of this shit. What, you're not saying that's important. And so that kind of dispute or like the varying purview on what's canon and what's not are what makes some of this shit interesting and makes shit fun and cool to talk about. And the reason, as we talk about, that's good is all three of us come from really different versions of that. And there's a lot of that that's shared and then a bunch that's not and creates interesting textures for us to talk about in the, exactly. in the difference, you know? I would say that that's what creates the conversation with our listeners. You know, yes. like <clears throat> how many times do we get hit with emails, t- t- tweets, et cetera, that, that, that say, you guys are fucking crazy. You don't think the disenchanted is the best band of the 1990s. And we're like, what the fuck? You know, and, uh, and it's, but that shit's lit that somebody it, it has that type of, you know, that the blind spot to everything else. That's fascinating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, and we, and it manifests itself in all these different ways and it's interesting. I mean, you know what? I think we're seeing it manifest itself differently to the younger generation but in a way that we all understand and then start to question the relevance because we, we come from this world where the, the blind spots and the gaps and the differences of opinion come kind of from hyper local or regional or just like what group of people were you in with and what weren't you, you know what I mean? Yes. Whereas now I think we're seeing some of that stuff online or people who are growing up it's not so much about hyperlocal, but literal distance from the thing. You know, like, yo, Fugazi got tracks. So they're going to have a place forever. But the further you get from that last Fugazi concert, and the further you get from the last time Fugazi was an active touring entity, the harder it is to, like, tangibly explain, like, why this was such a thriving breathing apparatus not just like yeah cool band check out the cool song you know what i mean for sure uh can i ask you guys a quick unrelated question i for sure i, I love the conversation i love where we're going right now but it, it got it kicked something up for me that i saw earlier this week tom you were never uh given to religious belief uh but you were probably exposed to i mean i was as a kid you know, that, sure i had to you know Sure, but but Harry Krishna never appealed to you. Never. Okay. So love the music. Love the music as well. Now I was fascinated by Krishna. Fascinated, but but not really interested. Not really interested in joining. You know, right? I was I was not interested in joining, but I was curious about it and found the belief set really fascinating. But it's it was more the I don't like groups. So yeah. Yeah, that was the that was the big push off for me. Now, another big push push off, and th- this is I I, uh, I was wondering uh, 
because Bob, I know you were exposed, but I expect that Tom was probably handed literature pretty often. Uh, no. it, it, did, did the did the language ever push you away? Like Sanskrit? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, <laughs> like okay. So I was reading about uh, uh, integral yoga, uh, super mind. Right? It, it, it's a philosophy. I don't. But let me. I'm going to read the. This is the line that stuck out to me. Super mind. Uh, in it, it, whatever it's this one fellow's philosophy are you know it, 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 somebody's going to take issue with the way I pronounce this gentleman's name so I'm not even going to try supermind is the dynamic manifestation of the absolute and the intermediary between spirit and the manifest world which enables the transformation of common being into divine being now I can yeah, I, 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 in other words I get it. like I <laughs> we're all smart enough to parse those four commas and go, right, you'd be like, but if you do this, you'll become a god. That's literally what you said. <laughs> yeah, but how alienating is the dynamic manifestation of the absolute and the yeah. intermediary between spirit and the manifest world, which enables the transformation of common being into divine being. Like, which of course, anthropocentric uh, falsehood. That makes it see oppressive hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you see uh, my parallel. Yeah. Okay. But this is what I'm saying. Like, th- this is a type of density which some people, I'm sure, find immediately appealing, and then other people. It's like, it's a bit, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, college age people right now are very into theory and theory to me is straight torture because it, it, it revels in the academic version of this type of language, you know? And I was just wondering what you guys were thinking about, like wh- when it came to things that people tried to get you interested in, whether that was religion or d- joining the army is, is, is the, is, is, did you ever feel like, Damn, man! If you just sold me this straight, I might have been game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I feel like if you look at any religion, there's always some stuff you go, I agree with that. No, but like, and so with Christian, it's like, yeah, but there's like as much stuff that you're like, you know, material goods don't matter, or like X, Y, and Z. There's just as much stuff that it's like, kind of misogynist, kind of shitty. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's like. I, I just never found it interesting. Like the idea of like to me, and this is going to sound really shitty. So I apologize to any Krishna folks that are in the audience, but to me, it always felt like a hard sell. Well, like, I, mean, I feel like I'm in like a supermarket and they're like, you should get this one instead. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't like, please just come and check it out. Yeah. No, like, I don't know if like, maybe this is my own weird experience, but like, I feel like Christian, well, maybe Christian. I don't know. New York Catholics aren't giving you the hard sell why you should come to church on Sunday. No, well, or when you're there, they're not like giving you like you should try this this bean dip. So, <laughs> I mean, think about it. it's it's a bit of a hard sell anyway. It's like hey hey nineteen year old, uh, don't fuck or or eat onions. You know, like that that's uh, it's it's tough. You know, it's an uphill battle. I think uh, as a sales pitch, regardless. Yeah, uh, but I feel like that's one of the things that it's going to be very difficult for 19-year-old Tom to be like, you know what? I don't think I'm interested. I'm going to get it. No, no, no. And like it's it's going to be a thing to try to get out the door. Oh, that's like, I, I, avoid, I avoid stores that give me that vibe. I'm not going to a fucking temple that gives me that vibe. You know what? Good call. Although I think I would like to eat some uh, Krishna food. I'm going to look up. Oh. While we're talking, I'm, oh, yes. I'm going to look up where the temple is in Los Angeles. There's got to be a good temple in Los Angeles. The, yeah, we'll the, get John Joseph on the phone. Yo, the Laguna Beach Temple. You ever been there, Pat? I have no. Oh. Uh, it's really nice. No, I think I've been to I one. I mean, it's like two blocks from um, 
from uh, Taco Loco. Oh, so uh, it's really Bob, why don't, nice. you give, why don't you give me your list of shit to do in Santa Barbara? I think I'm going tomorrow. Oh, okay. I'll hit you. Uh, I'll hit what you. a life. What a fucking life this guy has. This is nice. Did I ever tell you a story? So, like, yeah, um, in, God, I don't even know, 1994, 1995, mm-hmm. uh, shelter, snap case, sick of it all at uh, the limelight in Manhattan, right? And a uh, friend of mine, we're young, you know, uh, gets cornered. Well, not cornered, but strikes up a conversation with Ray. Yeah. Black haired flamenco dancer. Yeah. Yes. Ray sells him. You know, I was talking about the, um, the, 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 what's, the, what's the book? Bhagavad not, Gita. Bhagavad Gita. I was like, not the message of the Bhagavad, yeah. but so, sort of. So he's like telling, you know, trying to get my friend to buy the Bhagavad Gita. And he sold it to him with the, and he goes, I mean, well, he's like, it's a shelter tour diary. Oh. And my friend was like, well, in that case, here's 10 bucks, whatever it was. And he made it. And then the guy brought it home. He's like, didn't he mention shelter once? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, kudos. That's that's a pretty good ruse, I think. That's um, awesome. But I feel like if I'm on like in the like the temple down on like Skimmerhorn Street in downtown Brooklyn, like I'm fighting for my life to get out of there because the, the hard sells are going to be coming from everywhere. Yo, you're not wrong. The hard sell is not. I don't. That doesn't appeal to me in the slightest, right? Yeah, like, like yo, I'm just looking at a TV. I'm not trying to like. When I want to buy it, I'll find you. So for me, Sorry. I only knew a few people who were Krishna, but like it was big in my town. Actually, uh, for you know a generation and a half older than me, you know, like I was probably 13 and not yet into punk and hardcore, but Ray. Like like I got in hardcore like the next year, but Ray did a spoken word thing at the student's apartment in Brick, and wow. uh, yeah 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 like you know um, because the dude who lived there was a devotee and there was a bunch of devotees and it wasn't so that's the difference I think like where I was I would see devotees at the health food store and I knew a couple or I knew a couple people who were at least like interested in. Krishna consciousness and uh, and the one person who I knew who was like an acquaintance's older sister was really cool about it and wasn't wasn't a pusher and it was so it was fascinating but that's why like there was no hard sell so some of the more jagged corners weren't weren't there in my face you know the like right oh there's some weird commentary on women Yo, the people I knew, and then even as I got older, especially the people in New Jersey who I knew, yo, they weren't about that life. You know, like uh, most of the people, there was a, a lot of female Krishna uh, devotees that I knew, or, or at least people who were in the religion. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting to think about that and try to like how would would that float in two thousand twenty one in the hardcore world. Like it just feels like there's no chance. Am I wrong? I wouldn't. I would think you're right. I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, and it was like widespread. It was everywhere, right? And especially then, yeah, unavoidable. You were getting into hardcore because you were fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you were looking to be tethered to anything. Shout yeah, out to yeah. the kid that I saw at the co-op in San Diego the other day, uh, who had a, a little Krishna uh, rat tail. Uh, had was wearing a shelter shirt and had a, a, a that was you. This is a total throwback. Had a statement oh. tattoo. Wow. It, wow. He, he was 
a true throwback. That's amazing. Good somebody, know, somebody knows him. Tell him we gave him a shout out. Although he was hanging with a dude who looked so much like just, you, you know, those memes where it's, it's like you and your friends don't got shit in common, but you, but you like hanging out sort of memes. It's, he was with just like a buff surf guy that looked like he owned oh, no. a, 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 like a landscaping business. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really, maybe that's the dude from statement in 2020. There, there you go. Um, maybe I was patting himself in the refrigerator reflection. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's Perthy Pat. That's Pat Perthy Pat 2024. Mate. Shelter shirt. Uh, yo, thank you everybody. Hey, hey, before you go anywhere, we have another premiere for you. This is a song called Tribulations by Become One, Long Island OGs. Um, It's coming from their forthcoming uh, EP called Substance, which is coming out on Friday, August 6th, um, on our pals New Morality Zine Records. Um, Their record release show is this Sunday, August 8th, with Typecast, Draw the Line, Warehouse, and Flatline at Amityville Music Hall. Shout out to Amityville Music Hall. Doing great things for Long Island Hardcore. So check it out. This is Become One. Tribulations from the EP Substance.